Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. You may be asking yourself what Moonwalker Delta 8 is. Moonwalker is the industry leader in Delta 8 THC products, an emerging category pushing the boundaries of the cannabis plant. By expertly combining terpenes with complementary flavors, Moonwalker represents the absolute pinnacle of Delta 8 THC products, all engineered for pure bliss and joy. If you have any questions or concerns about the legality of Delta 8, please feel free to visit moonwalker.com backslash pages backslash legal. So you guys like coffee? Well, good, because we partnered up with the best. Blackout Coffee Company is America's best small batch coffee. The true patriotic roasters of Freedom Nectar that lets you stay on your grind all day, every day. Blackout Coffee Company offers signature blends, single-serving coffee pods, and several types of loose teas. You can order those as needed, or you can join a monthly subscription. Head on over to CigarStoreIdiot.com, look for the Blackout Coffee Company link, and make sure you use promo code Rob. W10. That's R O B W10 for some immediate savings. This was never about money for us. It was about us against the system. That system that kills the human spirit. We stand for something. To those dead souls inching along the freeways in their metal coffins, we show them that the human spirit is still alive. Hey, what's oop? What's happening? Man, we just loving it. I know it. Uh, I'm Rob. I'm James. I forgot who I was. So. Yeah. What's going it's on? It's been all those weeks, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's only, what, Tuesday? And it's like the third Monday of the week, I think, or second like, at least. No, it's the fourth Monday in a row for me, so good God. So what's happening with you, man? Man, I'm hanging in there. Just uh, overslept, so I was late getting here this morning. But, you know, we did get a good time to hang out and chat before we started, so that's always fun. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. we got to it's catch up good. and crap and talk stuff. and So it's it's been good, man. I just um, Last week, like I was talking about... Um, I ran a SWAT school up in Walker. Uh, we had guys from Walker County, um, Gordon County, Murray County, and Chatsworth that um, came in and did like a 55-hour level one SWAT class. So I ran that pretty much um, and then had to work the road after that for about five or six hours. So I had like 15, 16-hour days of like hard, hard hours. I mean, yeah, it is, dude. If you've ever taught, like, Training never like wore me out that bad, but yeah. teaching, dude, I get done teaching for like two hours and I'm just like, Bleh. you're mentally gone. You're done. And yeah. you know, standing in the middle of a gun range, there's no hotter place on the face of the earth because yeah. there's no shade. No. You're just there. Yeah. And so, um, man, it just, it, my rear end, I can't recover like I used to. I'm getting old. And so, uh, so yeah, this morning I overslept. I was like, y'all, you're all good, man. Sleep's good. We yeah. all need it. So I don't, I don't ever get a lot of it because, you know, when you work night shift, it's just back and forth, like, Two days. So if it's my long week, I work five days. So Monday, Tuesday, I'm on night shift schedule. Wednesday, Thursday, I'm on day shift schedule. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I'm back on night shift schedule. Good Lord. <laughs> Dude, I know. How do you even get acclimated to that? You don't. You don't. You just like. <laughs> you know. And then what's worse, you know, everybody's like, well, your short week's nice because you got five weeks, five days off, which that's cool. Yeah. Because you're off Monday, Tuesday, but then right in the middle of the week, you work Wednesday, Thursday. So yeah. you're back to night shift. And then you're on day shift for the weekend, and that's the weekend I get my kids. So. Man. I'll get off at like seven in the morning. By the time I get home and in bed, it's eight. I'll sleep till one to try to get a little bit of sleep and then kind of get up and do a few things. And then I pick the kids up at like three forty-five. Yeah. And you know, if I don't get in, my kids understand that, that first day, 
don't poke the bear. Right. <laughs> don't, don't, don't poke the bear because it ain't going to be good. Just let him sleep. Yeah, pretty much. And like I said, I don't recover like I used to, so. Yeah, I don't either. I was, I was telling you, like, now, like, I used to be a night owl. Like, I could stay up late, watch, man, I watch, binge watch stuff on TV oh, yeah. all the time. And then I started, I had started dating Brittany, and she'd go to bed, like, so early. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're, like, way younger than me. Why do you go to sleep so early? And she's like, I just like to sleep. I love to sleep. Sleep's great. And I was like, and so I can go to bed at 830, right? Like, no problem now, nowadays. Like, I don't, I used I'm to stay up and yet, watch every man. single like Braves game. Yeah. If they played on the West Coast, I'd stay and watch the whole game. Now, nah, man, about the fourth inning, I'm ready to stop. That's a different kind of fourth inning stretch. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm ready to stretch out of the bed and go to sleep. That's exactly so. right. I, man, I don't – my mom used to always tell me, she's like, you know what, you're not a morning person, but you're not a nighttime person either. Said, but you can rock 11 a.m. like nobody's business. You're a person. You're, I'm just a person. Mom. Well, that's why a second shift in Rome always worked for me because, man, that 3P to 1A – Holy smokes, it was perfect. Yeah. Because, you know, even if you work, you go home, you go to bed. I'm in bed by two. Yeah. I can sleep till nine, get seven hours of sleep, and have my whole day off to be great. Yeah. Now, dude, it's like I get off at seven, I go sleep. It's either try to sleep and feel good and wake up and be a decent person, and I don't have any day left, or it's catch a couple-hour nap, wake up and feel like a zombie, but have, you know, the day. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's just. It's like you're walking around after you drink a bottle of Nyquil all day. Heck yeah, man. And you're just, I don't know. I, I'm just not a happy person when I'm hungry and I'm sleeping. <laughs> I know. So. It's like uh, any of uh, you criminals out there that get pulled over by James, make sure you got a box of Twinkies in yeah. the car for it. That's what you, you look at and go, uh, Deputy, man, have you had any sleep today? Oh, yeah, man, I got a good, I got a good night's sleep. Okay, they like go rolling. I'm not going to jail today. Rolling up with an Italian sandwich, <laughs> sticking it out the window. Well, you know, like I didn't see nothing. I feel horrible saying this, but it's it's honestly true. You know, I went to work the other night, and dude, it'd been a long day. I was exhausted. I'd been teaching, and I, I was just tired. And I told Sarah on the way to work, I was like, you know what? God, I hope somebody fights tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and they did. Oh. <laughs> So, you know, it was kind of a good night, but yeah. whatever. It wasn't really bad. He just didn't want to get out of the car, so he came out. Yeah, sometimes you get a little coercion. Yeah, you know, so. Sometimes you got to grab him up on the chin and drag him out, <laughs> which is what happened. Yeah. You know, and you got everybody else there grabbing their taser. Taser, put that stupid thing up. Yeah, you're going to shoot yourself. Barney. Get a hold of somebody, retard. <laughs> Oops, I said that word. Oh, you go. Uh, we, uh, we have been wanting to talk about this one for a while, but of course, as as it, life, as it goes, life gets in the way. Our real jobs get in the way all the time. But before Terrible. before we go there, let's um, let's get right here. On today, what the Florida Florida man arrested while trying to warn Space Force about the battle between the aliens and the dragons. Oh no. And you guessed it, Brevard County Sheriff's Office. Brevard always. <laughs> we need some like gear from Brevard County. If y'all listen, send me a hat, please. I'd love to rock a Brevard County Sheriff's Office hat. I'll take a patch. You know, yeah. we got guys that collect patches. Yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah. We'll take a patch or a hat. Yeah. Ocala man was arrested for stealing a car and attempted to access Patrick Space Force Base. According to Brevard County Sheriff's Office, Corey Johnson, 29 years old, stole a truck from Riviera Beach. Before heading on north uh, to the base three days later. Ruh -ruh. While trying to get into Patrick's Space Force base, uh, Johnson claimed the president told him through his mind that there needed to be, he needed to steal a truck to warn the government 
about the aliens and the Chinese dragons that are fighting. Wait, 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 wait. So our president told me about it. I might kind of believe might, that. This may have had some validity to it. That may be true. That may be what's wrong. <laughs> Johnson was arrested and booked in the Bavar County Jail. He has been charged with grand theft of a motor vehicle. Uh, Patrick's Space Force base is located between uh, Satellite Beach and Cocoa Beach in Bavar County, roughly 18 miles uh, from the Kennedy Space Center. Uh, it is home to the Cape Canaveral Space Force Station and Space Launch Delta 45. Huh. Um, I don't know, man. I think I th- this guy does not look 29 years old. He, he probably had, you know, 29 there, years of hard. There's some basalts involved on this story. Probably, probably. Aliens and Chinese dragons. Did this this story become racist? Uh, man, I don't know, Did you it, know. Can't um, talk about aliens like that. Well, dude. <laughs> I don't know. It, people, people are just strange, you know. Uh, it just it cracks me up. When you get when you pull over some some Looney Tune, what do you do when somebody's like, "Hey, the president just told me in my mind I've got to steal this truck and warn everybody about aliens and Chinese dragons fighting." Uh, what do you, where do you go from there? Do you call the ambulance already? Just I, like, I still can't go. Carry on. See you back. <laughs> I don't know. Man. We, like, we, we've had you, some. You're like, who'd you vote for? Okay, right. carry on. See you back. Now we we uh, they, man, we've just had true. some. We've had some. Just so many people that just they'll say off the wall stuff. Yeah. We had one guy in Walker. You know, he's a former CIA agent, and you know everything else. And then we used to have that guy in Rome. He's, he was a black guy named Terrence, and I can talk about him because he's he's gone now. But um, but he always said he had vampires. In his body, yeah. Uh, And then his next door neighbor was named Peter, and um, I had a rookie, uh, and we go up there one day because I remember what he called about. But anyway, Peter comes outside, and 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 the officer goes, "Hey, you know, I'm Officer So and So, Rome City Police Department." And Peter throws his hands up in the air and goes, "I'm Peter, and I'm the Messiah, and I want my lawnmower back." I guess somebody stole his lawnmower. Did you get his lawnmower back? I think so. I don't remember, dude. He was he was out there, and so man, mental illness. and some of it is chemically induced. Sure. Some of it is because of stuff they've taken. Or, I had or a buddy. I had a buddy remind tell me about a big bus they had in an area uh, close to here, uh, where a guy had rented out some uh, storage units mm-hmm. and had, was manufacturing DMT. Yeah. He was getting the the roots sent here to the states, and then they were processing and making DMT. And uh, he was breaking the cardinal rule. You don't get high on your own supply. Oh, yeah. Don't use your own stuff. And uh, yeah. when they went to apprehend him, he was Jesus Christ. Well, there you go. So. Yeah, man. And I've had a, a couple of people say they were Jesus and just different things. Um, Do they think that's just going to, is that a get out of jail free card? And I don't know. I don't, I don't part of me thinks it's just, it's just, that's their reality at that moment in time. Could be. You know? Um, and then you always get people that are like, Maybe, I guess, not quite as high on the high scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had one the other night, you know, talking to him, and he's obviously impaired. And it's like, okay, buddy, where are you going? Well, I'm going north. Okay, well, where are you going? I'm going home to Miami. Wait, that's yeah, the yeah, you're, you're the wrong direction. You're, you're in the ocean, cuz. Yeah, you're going the wrong way. You're going north to Miami. You're yeah. in the ocean. And so, um, you know, like I said, he was obviously uh, – blitzed out of his brain yeah and he's the one that won't get out of the car i'm like yeah. all right buddy step out of the car and he's like no no I, this is my property i'm not get out of the car i said <laughs> get out of the car i talked to my lawyer i said you can talk to your lawyer i don't care about yeah. the car yeah and, i've got a phone you can use downtown yeah. and, and he might have come out of the car but okay <laughs> i didn't hurt him no but you know it's not not bad and but you know i don't know i, I think some people um 
yeah, some people use it kind of as a get out of jail free card of if they think I'm crazy, they're not going to take me to jail. Yeah. And then others, man, that's just their reality. Yeah. It's just what they what they really believe and what they really think. Um, some of it is chemically uh, manufactured because of stuff that they put into their body. And some of it, man, is just, you know, they got a mental illness. And then you got places like Georgia Northwest Regional that shut down, you know, and, and the people that they were happen, they helping, I can't talk, people they were helping, they just opened the doors and said, hey, say you bye. Yeah. You know, let, commu- let community take care of it. And so now you have um, – these little houses around town uh, and different in the county and stuff where um, you have five or six uh, people who have mental illness that are living under the same roof. They have a house parent, they're state funded and you're constantly going out there because you know, they come, always, yeah, they're off never, their meds yeah, or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. or they wander off or, or now they're, they're wanting to fight with a house parent because they want them to take they their medicine. Do what, yeah. They want to do what they want to do. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, when they defunded all that kind of stuff, uh, it just, man, it caused a mess. And it makes you wonder what all these people are thinking when they say, well, defund the police. Well, you know, if you, if you defunded mental health facilities and it, <laughs> it was disastrous, mm-hmm. how do you think it's going to work when you defund the police? Yeah, it's going to be bad. Yeah. You know, I, and the people that are out there marching for the defund the police, I saw a video of this lady's out there with a side, defund the police, all this other kind of stuff. And she goes back to her car and the car got broken too. Well, who'd she call? <laughs> The police. She got the police. Yeah. Somebody yeah. come fix it. So we, um, I know we, we got this topic we're going to talk about. We're actually going to talk about Cop City, uh, yeah. in Atlanta, but I've got two things that I kind of wanted to run by you too. Uh, just, just, just a couple of things. Uh, so did you see, uh, uh, Nate Diaz choke out the Logan Paul look the white guy? I okay. did. So now they're the city of, uh, Los, not Los Angeles, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. They're trying to press charges against him. Yeah. I can tell you people. It looked brutal what he did to him, but here's the deal. He did him a favor by choking oh, yeah. him choking yeah. him out and laying him on the ground. Yeah. He yeah. did he did he completely did him a favor because mm-hmm. he could have pounded his face in. Yep. You know, sent him multiple, you know, reconstruction facial surgeries or or or, or like punch him, fall and bust his head, kill mm-hmm. him. I mean, there's a lot of terrible things that could have happened yep. with that. And I think Nate handled the situation probably the best you could. Yeah. Like probably handled it. Like uh, they should be teaching some police officers I mean, how like to handle that situation. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's, dude, that's what kills me about law enforcement defensive tactics training. You know, we can't choke people unless it's a lethal force situation, yeah. right? But part of that problem is um, people have looked at the uh, the laws and what the laws say as far as choking, and they look at it as, well, if I choke somebody, choke somebody out or whatever, then I've committed aggravated assault. And, and if you look at the... Um, you look at the law um, for aggravated assault. That's kind of the way it, it says. Um, let me see if I can find it. It's, just, it's part of it. Um, I, 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 and so the other night we had we had a domestic, right? And the girl gets just hammered drunk and uh, gets pissed off at her boyfriend. So then she comes in and starts throwing hands. Uh. So... He's literally trying to keep her from hurting him right. without hurting her. Right. Right. And he told me, he said, look, she's throwing punches and kicks and stomping and scratching. I'm trying to defend myself. Um, I, I move her to the side. I, I, you know, basically bring her down on the bed with me and I put a rear naked choke on her. And when she goes limp, I let her go. Yeah. And then I stand up and walk off. Yeah. So the, D- but, the but- DA's office got mad because I didn't charge him with aggravated assault. 
Yeah. Because he admitted he choked her. Sure. Right. And so part of uh, aggravated assault says, and this is uh, from OCGA, which stands for Official Code of Georgia Annotated, which is the law. Um, 16.5-21 subsection A3 says, uh, hold on a minute. Yeah. With any object, device, or instrument which we use offensively against a person is likely to or actually does result in strangulation. Okay. But the definition of strangulation means I'm cutting off airflow. Right. Right. What does a guillotine and rear naked choke cut off? Uh, the blood flow to the coconut. That's right. It is a, a vascular restraint. It is not a choke. But the problem is people cannot, they can't make the difference in that, in, in their brain. Because all, they, all they're going to hear is this guy choked his girlfriend unconscious. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. That's and, all, and, and that's I tried all to anybody's explain going, it. It doesn't matter if she's beating the brakes off this guy. The only thing anybody is going to hear is... He choked her unconscious. And that's exactly what happened. And I tried my hardest to articulate it in the report because I have to do a report because it's domestic violence. Sure. Um, I tried my hardest to articulate it in the report what he did. And then the DA's office called and said, hey, you got to charge her, charge him with aggravated assault. I said, mm, I don't. Well, then they went to the back door and called my rookie that I had at the time and told her she had to charge him. Oh, and, and she didn't, didn't know she any better. better. She didn't call. And so she went ahead and made the charges. So the guy got charged with family violence, aggravated assault, when all he did was probably keep her from getting hurt worse. Right. He neutralized the situation. So looking at it from a police standard, um, unconscious suspects are a whole lot easier to handcuff. For sure. They're they're harder to carry, but they're easier <laughs> well, to Well, you know as well as I do. If you choke somebody at rear naked choke and you let it go, you put them in cuffs, they're going to come right too. Oh, immediately. You know, they're, gonna yeah. pa- they're probably going to have a headache. Yep. Right? They're going to be a little groggy, but they're going to come right too. I mean, how many times have you been choked out? Yeah. How many times have you been choked out? Me? Yeah. Probably about five was good enough for me. Well, but honestly, right? <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, like yeah. five, about five times. Yeah. But I mean, in the real world, if you train in combat sports, whatever, you've probably been choked out yeah. a hundred freaking times. And nobody's mad. No. Nobody nobody tried to kill you. No, everybody just rolls you over up against the wall. Yeah. The class keeps going on until yeah. you wake up. Yeah, people freak out and then they'll hold your feet up. Yeah. Smell. Run their knuckles down your back a few times. Give you a sternum rub or something. Now I will see. I will say this. Like back in the day, like an old school day. Uh, remember, we had a gentleman that taught taekwondo in our area, and his biggest thing was, uh, which I never understood this. And I used to think the people that was in there, I was like, you are complete lunatics to stand there and let this guy take a full on shot to your neck and mm-hmm. knock you out. Yeah. And everybody's clapping. I'm like, no, nah, man, that's, that's some serious trauma right there that could kill somebody. Exactly right. But I, I remember seeing that, and I, I would always think, you know, like, um, why would somebody? First off, why would why would that be somebody's like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So that was his thing, though, man. He would like he'd make them wrap a towel around their neck and let them just like go like like close their eyes and relax and he would watch their breathing pattern. And when they exhaled, like when you see their chest, like breathe out, whack right, right in the neck, dude. And they drop them like a, like oh, a, I don't doubt it. Did you ever see it? Yeah. Well, I've never witnessed it. I've, I've seen somebody else do it, but not that person. Why did, why would they do that though? I mean, why? I mean, you got, I don't know, just to be, uh, you got a karate background. I guess just to be cool. I don't know. It's not cool to punch your friends in the neck when they're no. not expecting it. No, it's not, especially <laughs> not cool. Punch your friends in the balls when they're not expecting it either. But that's another point. Yeah, that's, an, that's another day. That's a whole another con- uh, yeah. uh, show. So. But, you know, my thing is, all right, so, and this is kind of how I relate it, right? 
Um, it goes back to that same a video I did on my, on my uh, Forge Tactical page one time. You know, everybody's always said that it's easier to teach a female to shoot a revolver than a than a semi-automatic because there's no fuss, no mush. You just pull the trigger and you're done, right? And okay, maybe partly, right? Maybe there's less chance of malfunction or whatever. But the problem is the the trigger pull on a revolver is so long and so tight that a female has a really hard time of pulling that trigger back. So the next thing you know, by the time they get the trigger back to for the hammer to strike... The gun's already pointed in another direction. The gun's probably you know far off to the left or right, depending on which way they pull, what hand they're using. And it's just not functional. And so I kind of caused a lot of stir when I said that, but the only way I can change that is by making the female stronger, mm-hmm. which is going to take more time and all this other kind of stuff. Same thing with a choke. The way you make sure accidents don't happen with chokes or vascular neck restraints is you teach them correctly right it's you know the whole thing and 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 that but it goes back to everything dude it's same thing with swinging a baton yeah you know the only way to make sure a cop uses the baton correctly is teach him how to swing it yeah and so um so i don't know man to me traditional straight jiu-jitsu is not the answer in law enforcement okay um i believe Combat jiu-jitsu. Combat jiu-jitsu, a hybrid form that focuses more on... Some wrestling. Wrestling, takedowns, body positioning, body control. Um, man, I, I saw one the other day with this officer. He had a mount. Um, he, he slid his outside leg over, over you know, around the arm, mm-hmm. fell back into a straight arm bar. Yeah. Okay, maybe that looks great, but how's that going to work in the middle of, let's just say, the hood when you're surrounded by 15 or 20 people? Yeah gonna get your face stomped in well that's like one i just watched the other day had there was two guys two young guys like two young cops like in great shape you know and one guy they couldn't they couldn't get into the ground he he they rodeoed him round and round and round dude in a circle till he till they got tired yeah or 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 they just gave up Mm -hmm. uh and they just he he, took off running no dude he walked away and and they just stood there like with their hands underneath trying to catch your breath yeah like it's such a heightened situa- situation for him. Like and, they, and everybody looks at that and goes, breathing. "Oh man, them, them cops are out of shape. They need to work out." Oh man, they maybe just maybe so they hyped. need to. They were so hyped up, yeah, and breathing. But they're hyped breathing up, incorrectly. But you know what, dude? They're hyped up. They're wearing thirty pounds of yep, gear. Yep. That restricts their breathing. Yeah. Those bulletproof vests ain't comfy. No. You know they restrict your breathing, and so you got all these things going against you. Plus, you're trying your hardest not to hurt that person, right? In, in a certain because way. everybody's got a camera on you nowadays. Exactly so because right. everybody sure. whines and cries about police yeah. brutality, and so, um, but man, if properly trained, uh, if I could, you know, slide in from like a from a side angle, get that arm up, slide in for like a standing rear naked or not rear naked, sorry, like a, a um, head standing and head choke. and arm choke, yeah, yeah. Or, or even if I have their back, get them in a rear naked choke, dude. Yeah. Man, it'd be so much. Situations. Easier. I mean, it's just neutralized. I mean, it is. I don't care what kind of drugs they're on; they're going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Right? And and again, it goes back to training and perspective and pe- the way people perceive things. Um, everybody looks at a choke. Oh God, he's choking him. He's killing him. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just shutting the blood flow off the brain for a second. Yep. Right. And, and how long is it really going to take if somebody, you know, let's just say some of the friends we were discussing earlier, right? If they put you in a proper rear naked choke, how long are you going to be able to fight that? No, not long at all. You ain't fighting it long. No, maybe four seconds. Yeah, it tops. Yeah, four seconds, five seconds, and you start getting the wiggly wigglies. Yeah, right. Sort of that gurgling. Yeah, you know, but uh, you know, and <laughs> next thing you know, you're to sleep, and yeah. and you got handcuffs on you, and they roll you over, put you in the in the recovery position, kind of give you a little air, and you're good. Yeah, no harm, no foul. You got a little bit of a headache. Yeah. Whoop de doo. 
Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I just, man, I, I, I think Nate handled it correctly. I do too. I think I think in the, in that situation, he uh, he did what was best for that drunk guy bowing up on him. He did, man. And, he and controlled that situation. Here, here's a here's a here's a huge huge tidbit that I want to share with anybody that listens to this. If you see one of the Diaz brothers out, don't approach them. No, leave them alone. Because especially if you know anything, TV, they ain't TV gangsters. They real life. Well, if you know anything about them guys whatsoever, and, and I mean. They're not my favorite fighters. They right. never have been. Right. I don't like the mouth. don't like the attitude. Right. But if you know anything about them, you know them boys got a hair trigger for a temper. Yes. You know? They've been fighting their whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, ever since they was little. Yeah. So, and, and so those fighting are, for groceries. Those are not the guys you walk up no. to and run your mouth to. No. You know, it's like if you're in a bar, if you walk up to a guy, and you see a guy maybe in decent shape or whatever, first thing most people, steroids, whatever, right? Yeah. But if you look and that guy's ears look like they got chewed off by a pit bull, you need to leave that dude alone because that dude will hurt you. You go in the other direction. That's exactly right, yeah. man. Chewed up hubba bubba for ears. That's exactly you gotta right. got to go. So. And so people just people have got – people. it's like somebody said, I don't remember who it was, people said, you know, people have gotten way too confident with saying what they want to and not getting punched in the face. That's exactly right. And, and that's – dude, that's a society we live in, you know. Yes. And it, it sucks because I see a lot of Facebook posts of – you know, people commenting on, well, somebody said they're going to kick their ass or whatever, and they go to jail. Well, I just, you know, where's freedom of speech? You can't threaten somebody. You can't threaten somebody, but also, you know, if somebody walks up, starts talking trash to me, how am I expected just to, to deal with it? Now, in, in a law enforcement standpoint, I don't have a choice. That's my job, yeah. right? But if I'm at Walmart and some guy just stops, walks up in front of my kids and just start, no, no dude. Sir, you're getting you're getting smoked. Yeah. And it's funny, I had a call the other night, a loud music complaint. Like, it's 2 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night in a, in a neighborhood. Yeah. And these people complaining because there's loud music. Okay, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, right? And you're in a neighborhood. So I go walking up, and as I walk up, I, I hear them. They see me pull up. Here comes the popo. You can tell they're drunk. <laughs> yeah. And one guy, I don't care what that MF says. I don't give a crap. These are the kind of people that say, appreciate you yeah and so i walk up and i was like listen i know you don't care what i say and he kind of looked at me like oh he heard me and i was like i don't care what, i know you don't care what i say i said but here's the deal right there's a noise ordinance it's two o'clock in the morning people are trying to go to sleep so they can get them to go to church tomorrow yeah you know i need you to quiet it down well the people that live there like you're right i'm sorry deputy we're gonna turn it off right now we're shutting everything down i'm so sorry yeah no problem and the guy never says the other guy never says a word the whole time i'm standing the mouthy there, nothing of course the moment i walk off F him, F him, F the police. I'm like, really? You, you ain't going to say that while I'm standing no, there. Yeah. Yeah. You go wait till I walk away. Yeah. And so, you know, in my job, I have to listen to that kind of crap um, to a point. Yeah. But, you know, in everyday life, man, people have just gotten way too comfortable thinking they can say what they want to. Yeah. You got the freedom of speech, but you also got the freedom to get the consequences that come with it. <laughs> That's right. You know, Spe- the freedom of speech because it was freedom of consequences. That's right. And and if you talk that way in front of my kids, there's going to be some consequences. But my granddaddy, well, when Tyler was little, he's a little bitty thing. I think he's like two, two or three years old. He just said he he called Tyler Sam, and he'd be like, Sam, don't be doing that because if you do that, it's got consequences. Mm-hmm. Tyler's like two years old. You know, he's like he said, granddaddy, I ain't doing no consequences. <laughs> Well, and and so going back to freedom of speech thing, this is what gets me, right? You have freedom of speech when it comes to the government. Yeah. You don't have freedom of speech when it comes to daddy. Right. 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 And you say stuff like that in front of my kids, there's going to be a problem. Sure. Right? Yeah. 
you can say what you want to about the government in front of the government. I don't care. But the moment you do that in front of my kids, we got problems. And that's that's what I can't understand about this dude. Here comes political. You ready? Hey, no, I'm a crazy person now. When we yeah, go, you out, start talking about kids, man. Yeah. When yeah. I when I go when we go to Walmart or wherever, mm-hmm. I stand right outside that bathroom. Mm-hmm. Oh, I stand right yeah. outside that bathroom. Yeah, because you try to come in there and you yeah. got more dangling than that. No. I, and I tell the kids, I'm like, if there's a man in the bathroom, you come out immediately. Don't even go in there. Don't use the bathroom. Nope. I was like, do, I was like, you know, I just tell them. But I, I'm that guy. Like, yeah, I, I'm I, that I, way I too. Right and I don't care. Listen, it's like Bear says. Bear, Bear's seven years old and he is so smart beyond his years. Bear just looks at me and goes, Daddy, facts don't care about your feelings. <laughs> I'm like, you're exactly right. They don't, son. They don't. Hey, and I want to translate something real quick, too. I said, appreciate you. And if you live from a certain part of Northwest Georgia and uh, you do something nice for somebody, you may hear somebody say, appreciate you. Mm-hmm. That means I appreciate you. That means thank you very thank much. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you so, so much. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yeah. I also want to say this too, since we're on words that uh, get on people's nerves like that, like that one does me. I have a good, we have one of our listeners, Sabrina. Mm-hmm. She wants everybody to know that it's Cave Spring. Cave Spring. There's one spring, and she's exactly right. I grew up down there. And don't say Cave Springs no, when you go uh, there. And don't say Walmarts. Walmarts. <laughs> it's one company. There's a bunch of stores, but it's Kroger's, one company. Kroger's, Kroger's and yeah. Walmarts. Yeah, and, so, comp- and Compruder. That's yeah. the one that kills me, Compruder. Lord, I got a Somebody hold. stole my Compruder. <laughs> but anyway, it goes back to, uh, you know, everything else. But yeah, man, I just, people just, they think they can say what they want to and get away with it. Cause they got a freedom of speech, but you run up on Nate Diaz. Yeah, you're going to sleep. Yeah, not not, not buddy. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just I, I'm agree with you, man. I think he handled it correctly. I think it could have been really, really bad with broke bones and and dude, he could have hurt him and his whole crew mm-hmm. pounding this guy out. Yeah, that he did that guy a favor for he sure. Did. Yeah. So, so in the other one, which blows my mind, uh, if you remember about I guess about a year ago, Alec Baldwin was shooting the movie Rust. Dude, they no, found no, him not guilty. No pun intended. Shooting the movie. Yeah, he they dropped all charges on I know. him. Well, that's right. They dropped charges. I saw they, that this they morning. They dropped all charges on him. Uh, and if you don't know, he of course, he had uh, he had shot a, was it a videographer in the movie? It was she something. Went, she it worked on the set. It wasn't even in the scene. He no. was just playing around with the, with the prop gun, and the prop gun actually had an actual live round in it and squeezed it off and yeah. struck this lady and killed her. Um, yeah, no, no charges, man. And he's going to finish filming the movie. I hope, that, I hope I, that movie tanks so bad. You know what's so gross is people will go watch the movie just because they'll be like, oh, that's the movie that Alec Baldwin killed that woman in. Well, how many people have watched the the Bruce Lee movie where he was shot? Yeah. The same exact thing. You the know? Crow, yeah. Uh, what was that? What movie was that? Was that the Crow? Brandon Lee? No, no. no. I'm t- well, his daddy was killed the same way. Bruce Lee? Yes. During, um, which movie was it? One of the dragon movies. Same exact thing happened. I didn't know he, he didn't die from that, though. I thought he did. No, he died of cocaine overdose. Mm. They don't want to talk about that. Okay, maybe I was wrong. Remember he died, died in his bed, and they said he had like some kind of medical condition. Oh, yeah? Where he had a heart attack. Yeah. It's a like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's why he jumped around so crazy. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I know a lot of people like that. Yeah. But I anyway, think. but yeah, I just, I don't. So what do you think? I mean, like, I'd love to have Stuart. Uh, Ratchard's opinion on that whole uh, legal ram of all that, I don't all that see nonsense. how you I mean number one you can't charge him with murder right no because it was an accident yeah um, you can't charge him voluntary manslaughter because he didn't mean to do it um, you at least kind of charge him with, with involuntary manslaughter or reckless conduct or something like they that they didn't want they went after the prop director 
that's who they went after. And, and that one, I do agree with them. I mean, the guy the, that was in charge of that, I agree. Yeah. Because apparently they had that gun out back doing some playing around, doing yeah. some target shooting, and then it was never checked unloaded. Right. Um. So, yes, they do need to go after that guy. And it still blows my mind how real, like, guns end up on movie sets that, that'll, that'll, well, I, I mean, they make specific rounds, specific type guns. Yeah. How does a, how does that gun even make it to the prop? I don't, some people have said they do it because the, the reality of how sure. it looks or whatever. And I get that. Same group of people's telling you to get rid of your guns too. Yeah. Making movies, but, shooting people. But, but here's the it's thing, still, man, you're talking about a, and I'm not sure what size movie this was millions of dollars or whatever. But how do they not have real guns that are made safe? Right. Right. Um, the budget's there. Dude, it don't take nothing. Yeah. For me to go out there, for me to take a fully automatic M4 AR-15 style rifle, fully automatic, you know what it takes for me to make that gun safe? I take the bolt out. I take the bolt apart. I take the firing pin out. And I put it right back and it's done. Yeah. That's all it takes. It ain't, it ain't firing one round. No, not firing that. one round. Right? But, I mean, but they make blank firing guns that will cycle and everything else so it looks all cool and stuff. Yeah. I don't I don't understand why you would ever have a real live gun uh This happened. Set. What's amazing is it's happened more than once. Yeah, I know. know. It's like one time should have been enough. One time you, was too many. You would many. think so. Yeah. And, and, and they're worried about guns in the hands of law, you know, law-abiding citizens when right. you've got stupid stuff like that going yeah. on. Yeah. It 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 drives me nuts, um, you know. And you got states that are now you got states that are outlawing guns totally. And but you know, going back to kids stuff, I mean, you got states that are you know going to take kids away from parents if parents say you can't have your you know Get gender reassignment yeah. surgery at at six years old. Yeah. Oh Lordy, yeah, you let them come try and take mine. There's a there's a there's a some dark days ahead. On yeah. that. On that. Well, and, sure. and you know when. When we're at a place in our society that we think up is down and, you know, wide is black and, and round is straight. Two plus two is five. Yeah, dude. I mean. It, you seen that shit? It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. Or saying that math is racist. Yeah. Yeah. Two plus two is five because yeah. math's racist. And, and then there was what? another one where was something, and I can't remember where it was. This freaking. You know what math discriminates against? What? Dumb people. I agree. It discriminated against people me that don't my pay whole life. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there was a guy, it's like a city commissioner somewhere that said that the roadways in their city or whatever was racist because something, how the bridges were laid out and that, uh, and he made this statement like in a public forum that people couldn't go down this roadway because it, the bridge was too low and buses couldn't get through and minorities typically rode the buses. So that what? made the, that made the roadway racist. What? That's just stupid. What a a lot of time on this guy's hands he has but I to mean, go really, up with, to come up with that. <laughs> and I think he's probably looking for the aliens, you know, like the Florida yeah, guy. They're going to be like, they're going to they gonna start making tires white. We don't want to have black tires carrying white people around. Oh, my God. <laughs> but people just go to another extreme. I know. This is a whole other level of stupid. So, um, Speaking of stupid, let's talk about these folks that's uh, getting all been out of shape down in Atlanta around Cop City. And if you don't know Lord. what Cop City is, it is a public... Uh, Atlanta Public Safety Training Center for Law Enforcement and Fire Fire Department. Um, they have uh, shooting ranges. 
They have burn buildings. They have like uh, city setups, uh, kind of like uh, just just a train. It's just a it's a training facility. Big time, big deal. Ninety million dollar training facility. Yeah, and it's located down at um, South River Forest in DeKalb. Um, I think the whole property total is like over three hundred acres, mm-hmm. right? And everybody's pitching a fit because they're saying they're cutting down all the trees and doing all this kind of stuff. Um, true. About 85 acres of it is going to be kind of finished, I guess. Yeah. Um, and the other 265 acres is going to be green space. It stays green space. Yeah. And I, I saw a statistic um, while when we were talking a while ago and just looking stuff up that per like compared to other big cities in the country, um, Atlanta actually has the largest percentage of, of tree canopy of any other big city in the country. Yeah which is crazy to me, you know, looking at it, I think it's just a, a pile of concrete, but, um, but yeah, it's got more tree canopy than anywhere. Just try to give you a little bit of a background on this thing. Uh, this land, it was, uh, it was known as part of trail of tears. I think that's one of the main things they're trying to like preserve that. Um, it's got a lot of, uh, you know, foliage for the animals and things like that. But, just just to go back to 1863, the city of Atlanta was gonna you actually use this whole ter- this whole area for a uh, cemetery uh, for the Civil War. Uh, it was never used for that purpose. The city still owned it. Um, the land was also purchased again. The federal government took it over in 1917 to be used as a prisoner of war camp, hmm. and also it was used in the Atlanta prison farms from the 1920 to 1995. Uh, after that, it was vacated. Uh, people started dumping their trash, like illegally dumping tires, mm. uh, causing fires. Uh, f- between the time frame of 2009 and 2017, there's some serious fires. So this thing's basically a rundown, like, just kind of a garbage burned down garbage dump. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's just a giant eyesore, and it's not doing anything for the environment. No. So. Well, fast forward to 2021 when uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms was the mayor of Atlanta still. She, uh, accompanied by Atlanta Police Foundations, they had selected that area to to build this upscale, um, up-to-date mm-hmm. uh, law enforcement, fire department, training center. Yep. Um, and then they started they started pre-construction, clearing the site off. So they're making this place better. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Like clearing all the trash out of it, stopping people from dumping garbage in there, doing God knows what else in there. There's probably some bodies has been dumped in. I wouldn't doubt there wasn't some bodies dumped in there. I would not doubt it at all. Uh, So, so they're basically going ahead and and coming in to try to make this place, make it better, Mm -hmm. make, make, make it useful, something useful. And as soon as they do that, uh, you've got every uh, bleeding heart, uh, I don't want to call them tree huggers environmentalists eco warriors coming in and protesting this whole thing going on and it's got to the point to where the protesters are attacking police officers uh causing fires burning stuff down tearing down fencing Mm -hmm. uh vandalism uh to the point to where they just had a a gentleman uh i think his name was uh let me see what this guy's name is last name was like turan manuel turan uh he uh was a he had a nickname, the Tortuga. Mm. He was a turtle. Uh, he was a Venezuelan non-binary environmental activist, eo-anarchist. And uh, he was shot He shot through his tent, I believe, yeah. is what, that he was in a tent. They were, they were, from what I understand, they were trying to, to make the 
the squatters vacate the property. Right. Um, now this is not like, it's not like they're in a in a national forest or whatever. It ain't and, sloppy fluid park. Yeah, it's not like you're in sloppy fluid park camping or and the police come, hey, get out. It's not like that. This, this property belongs property. to the city, I'm assuming, and it's private property, right? And so they're they're running people off because they've had vandalism problems. Um so I was looking and a couple of dates popped up. So in January uh 21st, uh protests started it started peaceful. But it escalated to shooting some commercial grade fireworks, smashing windows on the property of like equipment stuff. Um, they set a police car on fire, you know, just different kind of stuff. What do you think is going to happen when you start vandalizing police cars? Or when you start throwing rocks and, at the police? And how do you say that? Molotov cocktails. Yeah, throwing Molotov cocktails at cops. What do you think is going to happen, dude? And I and I was and this, you know what man when it comes when it comes to like people throwing stuff like that there's a line you got to figure and say okay justifiable deadly force comes from when someone does something against you or somebody else that can be deemed to cause death or great bodily harm right if you throw a beer bottle full of flaming gasoline at me your that's earth, deadly force yeah, kerosene yeah you know, or whatever it is right? diesel fuel yeah, or whatever diesel fuel yeah you, you know you're gonna get shot you're gonna get hurt you're gonna get tear gas shot at you you might even get run over by a car i don't know but yeah. guess what you bought the ticket you're gonna take that ride yeah and so anyway so that was in january uh there's another one in march um they launched an attack on law enforcement using fireworks uh again throwing rocks and uh, Molotov cocktails. There was like thirty arrested that time. Thirty people, mm-hmm. and you know a lot of these arrests, arrests that they have on Channel News, uh, whatever. I, I watch Channel Five. Yeah. Um, these people aren't even from Georgia, man. No, they're all from out of town. They're, they're all from, they're, a lot of them are Antifa people that yeah, come in from out of town. They're not even from the state of Georgia. This gentleman that got killed is not from the state of Georgia. No. Um. So what they had went, I believe it was uh, what January the eighteenth. Was that when it was? Trying to look, make sure I got my dates right. Yeah, so they're on this property. The police goes in to remove uh, this gentleman. Uh, he's in a tent. He's refusing to come out of the tent. He's not complying with law enforcement. Uh, a nine millimeter belonging to Turan, uh, legally purchased in twenty twenty. I'll say that uh, was shot through the through tent. the tent. Just just a shot. I don't know if it was a warning shot or whatever, but it struck a uh, a Georgia State Patrol SWAT officer, and uh, in return, they he got fifty seven shots fired into him mm-hmm. by those law enforcement officers that were there. Uh, and people want to make a big deal about oh he was shot fifty seven times. And do they know how many people was in that tent? No. Do they know what type of firearms that he had in the tent other than that one that he shot the guy with? But also, so as as law enforcement, when you when you shoot at somebody, right, mm-hmm. you are shooting until the threat is down, right? So, um, and there's no, I don't know how many cops were there, how many fired or whatever, right? Um, can they see if that guy is any longer a threat? No. No, because you can't see through the tent. Yeah. Right? Um now, if me and, and five other officers are, are right there in that area, and one of my guys takes a round, how many of us do you think is going to shoot? Every single one of you. Every single one of us, yeah. right? That yeah. that has a, a good field of fire that's going to be safe not to hurt one of our buddies or somebody beyond us. But every single one of us is going to shoot, right? And so if I squeeze a trigger two times, whatever, so I'm now I'm already with, if there's 
six guys stand there. And now you're already looking at at least 12 and, and nobody's even flinched. Plus you can't see, um, you don't know when the threat's down, you're hearing gunfire. So you're not exactly sure if that gunfire is coming from that guy or coming from your buddy. I mean, you don't know. And you get into a, t- a, a field of tunnel vision that you can't, you can't come off the trigger fast enough to, to, um, to, to really, you know, I guess say, okay, how many times should he, how many times should he, each what's, officer a fair, shot? what's a fair number? Yeah, yeah. What's a fair number? There is no there's fair number. Yeah. The fair number is you shoot until the person is no longer a threat. Right. right? And, and there's a lot of confusion, a lot of stuff going on. So your brain's trying to process a lot of stuff at one time. Right. And so, um, and most of the time officers that are involved in shootings, they can't tell you how many times they shot. Like I, I remember one, um, recently that of somebody that I know was involved and, he either shot the guy six or seven times and they asked him how many times you shoot him. He said two or three, I think. Yeah. You know, it's just such an adrenaline dump at that point. You're it, not, you're not processing. No, man. It, because you're in survival it, mode. It's exactly right. It's yeah. that fight or flight and you know, all the blood and all the, the, everything that goes off in your body it is, is transferring to, I got to stay alive, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so decision-making kind of slows down in some areas and you things just process differently. So, you know, it's not like, it's not like Grady Judd down in Polk County, Florida. I love that guy, man. Yeah. Yeah. That dude, crazy, you know, yeah. when he, well, he had two investigators shot and when they found the guy, um, I guess he either pointed a gun at him, went shooting, whatever. They shot him like 50 times, something like that. And the reporter says, well, Sheriff Judd, why did, uh, why did your, uh, deputy shoot that man 57 times and Greg Judd goes, cause that's all the ammo they had. Next question. <laughs> but you know, it, it's not a situation like that. It's just a situation no. of, I got to make sure the threat's down because I got buddies out here and I want to make it home too. So, um, here's the, yeah. here's the sticky wicket on that. You know, that happened back, uh, January the 18th. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're looking April the 19th of this year, uh, DeKalb County medical officer released an autopsy, which found that the 57 gunshot wounds, uh, in Turan, uh, Turan's body, uh, and ruled their death a homicide. Uh, the autopsy found no evidence of gunshot residue on his hand, implying that he did not shoot at the officers first. So that's a problem. Yeah, it that, is. That's an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, that's going to go into uh, when that happened. They had uh, demonstration vigils all over. Uh, site, there's several sites in Atlanta and the United States. Uh, and then, uh, there was rioting in Atlanta. Yeah. So kind of what happens with the, the reporting something being a homicide, it does not matter if it's a justified shooting or not. That person died by homicide. Right. Right. That's just the way the definition is. Um, then they have to determine if it's justified or not, whether he's got gunshot residue on his hands, man, that that's not really a, to me, that's not a sink or swim kind of thing. Uh, what's going to matter is the ballistics off the bullet that come out of the trooper's leg. Right. That's what matters. That's going to match up. Yeah. Because if that matches up to that gun, then, you know, case closed, we're done. Um, now if it comes back and it, and it goes over to one of the officer's guns, well, now we got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And that stuff will be found. I mean, I think it's so ridiculous. I see some of these, so many of these pictures here. Uh, this one's out of the New York times where this, this dipshits walking through there, holding the thing says, defend the forest. They're walking through the forest Guess what he's doing? Shooting a flare gun into the air. Wow. Protect the forest. As I set it on fire. Into the ground. But that's just the stupidity of people, man. I mean, people, uh, 
I don't know where people. What, dude, it just makes no sense. Well, and, and one, one another sticky issue is there was no body cam footage. Yeah, and and and, and, it, and you talk talk about that. Like, how does that happen? How is there not body cam? Footage? Well, it, I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't know if. So, like me, my body cam on my work vest, right? It has a a. a don't it go off when you get out of the vehicle? No. It depends okay. on how they have them set up. I got you. All right. So mine. Uh, I would the, want mine set up like that because. No, because every time you get out to pee, you don't want that thing coming on. Oh, true. Or if I'm just running to the store to grab a drink <laughs> or whatever, you don't want it to go on. Right. Um, but what are, you, what are you doing, James? I'm taking a dump. Yeah. I know because we can see you. Yeah, body, we want to tell much. you to cut your body cam off. <laughs> and so, and there's been times when I've left it on, you know, when you go pee or you go do whatever. And it's like, dang it. So then you have to fill out this form to do an accidental recording, get it deleted. Oh it's my God. Pain. God, it's a pain that in the is, butt. Yeah. I didn't know all that. Yeah. So the way, the way the cameras are, are operated, mine, uh, mine is synced with my car cam. So I have one in my car and I have one on, on my body cam. Right. So, um, it's activated several different ways. Number one, if, um, I turn my blue lights on, like to do a traffic stop or running code or whatever, my camera kicks on automatically. Right. As soon as I hit that third switch on my, on my blue lights, the car camera comes on. Um, or I have to reach up and push the button on my body cam to activate it. But if I turn my car lights on, my body cam comes on. And if I activate it on my chest, my car, my car camera comes on. So everything's synced together. Gotcha. Now, if I get a certain distance away from my car, my car will no longer receive footage from my body cam. They're synced. So if I get a certain distance away, they don't. it doesn't sync together. Um, but it still should have been recording off his body cam if he had his body cam on. Now, part of the problem is if I'm in my work vest, my work vest has a bracket on the inside of it that has a magnet. And then on the outside of my vest, my body cam attaches to that. And the magnet holds the two brackets together, right? Um, I don't have something like that for my SWAT vest. Gotcha. So if he's got it, and, and a lot of times SWAT plates are magnetic, so they kind of counteract each other. Um, and they're, they're not magnetic, they're steel, so they are magnetic. But anyway, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, he may not have had a body cam on his, on his SWAT gear. I don't know. I don't know if he was in his SWAT gear. I don't know. Gotcha. Um, but that that's one of the things that people are kind of ranting and raving about because they didn't have body cam. Um, again, you come back to what does the ballistics say? If the ballistics say that gun was fired out of that dude's gun or the bullets fired out of that dude's gun, all bets are off. We're done. Right. Um, again, facts don't care about your feelings. Uh, the problem that I see right now is uh, everybody's crying. They want the federal government to come in, all this other kind of stuff. If you think state and local police are bad, and are rough and don't give a crap. Let the federal you let the federal government. troops come in and see yeah. how that works for you. So look how what guy happened to Waco, dude. <laughs> but and, but that was federal law enforcement, a Ruby Ridge. Yeah, but I mean, Kemp is talking about bringing in uh, the National Guard. Yeah, I saw that. So and those it, guys don't play by the same rules, and that's a ton on taxpayers' dollars. That's exactly. Like, I mean, right. we're just yeah. I mean, like, if you take a look. I would love to know what the price tag is on this thing when it's all done. I mean, oh. we, we spent $90 million to build this facility. Mm -hmm. How much money are we spending to have it policed and yeah. protected? And security and, and, and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Video Plus cameras. Plus the damage to it. You know, yeah. damage to equipment. The right. damage to vehicles. To vehicles and just vandalism stuff. Yeah. Man, it's, it's just going to be astronomical. Yeah. And part of it may be that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to run the cost up to where the city goes, this ain't worth it, and they yeah. leave. Yeah. There is only one other training facility like that, and it's not even that advanced. 
uh, and that's in Forsyth. Um, that's at Georgia Public Safety Training Center, which is in Forsyth, Georgia. Um, you know, they've got mock cities. They got um, this this one in Atlanta is going to have what's called an EVOC course, which is emergency vehicle operations course, which teaches cops how to drive. They need everything, every resource that they can get in their hands to train these people to but, to make things safer for everybody. But the same people that are pitching a fit about this are the same people that say cops need more training. Yeah. And they're trying to get them more training. But you're acting like a moron yeah. and going out beating your drum over something. You know, I mean, what do you what do you want them to build there? Right? They're gonna build they're gonna have to build something there because it's just a trash dump yeah. right now. What are yeah. they gonna build there? You gonna build you a Costco and a freaking Starbucks? Yeah. I mean, really. Come on. A running trail. Yeah. I mean, that, that people's going to trash or whatever. Um, but like I said, man, people think that they want the federal federal troops to come in here, and the federal troops don't play by the same rules. Not at all. Because the way they're trained, they're trained to go in combat, right? And if you're talking about, um, let's just say the way I clear a room. You know, I come in, I clear a room, I'm looking for bad guys. You know how the way they clear a room overseas? They chuck a frag grenade. Yeah. And if anything's left, they punch holes in it. That's right. You know? That's exactly right. Um, And, and so... Ask other places like um, places in the Middle East and other things that have um, that have federal law enforcement forces that that that's all they have. See how that works out. So, and here we'll go back to this other thing too. Like, I, there's this there's an article. I'm not going to say what it is, just because I this person's uh, there's an article I'm re, uh, that I've read. So again, we go back to this. This property is on private is owned private property by the city of Atlanta. Yes. Why do you think you can hold a rally and a concert on property that is privately owned by the city of Atlanta and not have police officers show up and detain people? You can make it look as peaceful. Okay. I, I'm going to, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. They want to have a peaceful protest, uh, a day of uh, music and like children and dancing and make it, it was kid friendly, all this stuff. And then with the big old bad police come in there and break it up. Well, there's kids here. We're just playing music. We're just dancing. We're just, no, you're not supposed to be there. It's not you, your property. It is not your call. All right. So here's my thing, right? We're, we're recording at your house. Yeah. What if somebody sits up a concert in your front yard? They can have, but it's peaceful. Depends on what kind of music it is. Well, that's true. But ninety percent of the time, you got to leave. Yeah, I mean, but it's peaceful. The kids are out here blowing yeah. bubbles and having fun. Yeah, if, it, if it's an Oasis cover band, I'm gonna allow it. That's what I'm screaming. I'm yeah, allow it. If, if it's like you know, BB uh, uh, King Junior or something. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah, good with yeah, that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But they get my chair. But it goes back to people just think they can do what they want to do. Yeah, and, you know, it's private property. I don't mean nothing to me. I'll do what I want every single day. Uh, Day in, day out, no matter what what time of the day it is, you are constantly seeing either whether it be your social media or if you're watching the news, the world is full of people that is just doing what they want to do. Yeah. At no with no thought of consequence, man. No consequence, no uh no ramifications, nobody's holding them accountable. They're just doing whatever they want to. Did you and see the when, face go ahead, I'm sorry. And then when you do hold them accountable. Then when you do call them out on their BS, when you when you do say, "Hey, you can't do this," then the news is showing up, and it's flipped. They yeah. flipped it on you because you're Gestapo now. Yeah, you're you're like a 
Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you see the fair. video on Facebook? And it's a lady. I don't know what her gen. I don't know her um, race is or whatever. Um, I can assume just by listening to her talk, but she's in Chicago. She, I think it's around Chicago and she goes in Walmart. There is no food in Walmart because people have just looted. Stole and it. Just stole it. Just yeah. stole it all. She yeah. said, I can't even get food from my babies because these people come in here and just steal whatever they want and they don't do nothing. They don't do anything. Like I, there's so many videos out there of people just loading up, especially like San Francisco area. Chicago is another mm-hmm. one. Uh, they'll go into a Target and load up, load, load up a buggy. We call them buggies in the South. Yeah. Uh, load up a buggy mm-hmm. and just walk out the door. Yeah. Nobody does anything. Yep. Nobody stops them, does anything. Oh, and, and, and the people they've hired to work there, they, they ain't getting involved. They ain't getting involved. In well, that. and it's also against their policy. Yeah. You know, if you go to the Mount Berry Square Mall right now, unless things have changed, cause I ain't worked here in two years, but if you go to Mount Berry Square Mall, then you find one back, store that's open. Back when it had some stores in it. Right. Okay, when I, I used it. to work at Hibbit yeah, in there. Yeah, back so, when yeah. it had some stores. There was literally only one store in that mall that would prosecute shoplifters. Was it Bell? And that was Bell's. Yeah. 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 And that's because the guy was over loss prevention. He was retired from Hay State Prison. He'd chase him down, tackle yeah. him. He didn't care. Yeah. I remember we when I worked at Hibbit, we had, it's when Michael Jordan's gear, I know I probably said this on this podcast before, it's when all that Carolina blue mm-hmm. came out. Michael Jordan, uh, uh, Nike, you know, stuff that came out. It was all Carolina blue shoes, shirts. I mean, yeah. it had the Jumpman on it. Um, and we had somebody come in, and I was changing a light bulb. I was up on a ladder changing a light bulb, and they didn't see me up on the ladder. And I was watching. We had to run a uh, like a cable through all the sleeves of the shirts, and then bring it into the rounder and lock it. Yep. So if they wanted something, you had to unlock it. It was a man. It was a pain in the ass to sell that stuff. But if we didn't lock it down, it would have got stolen. Yep. And uh, I remember the lady, she, one was on lookout watching the person that was on the floor. And uh, the other one's just running the cable, like with her hand, trying to figure out how to not pull it on it, trying to get. And uh, the one lady was on lookout, turned around and looked, and she looked up at me. She goes, Oh, I didn't see you up there. And like she kicks the girl on the ground, like kicks her to stop. That's one of the things. She said, What you doing up there? I said, I'm watching y'all trying to steal my shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they left because they knew, but I had caught another person that day stealing a hat. And you remember when people used to wear starter jackets that had, yeah. the, had the pouch in the front of it? Yep. Well, she had stole, like it was two girls, two redheaded girls had stole these hats. And uh, I called them and we had the officer in the mall. Like we took them in our little office or whatever. And I called my manager like my area manager. And I was like, Hey, I was like, I just got these two little girls stealing in here. I've got hats, places here. What you want to do? He goes, Oh, you got the hats back. And I was like, yes, sir. And he said, well, let them alone. Let them go. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? Let them go. Just caught them stealing. And uh, he's like, yeah, we're not, we're not pressing charges. Let them go. We just want our merchandise back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, after that point, I was like, you know what? I'm not ever going to risk my, risk my choppers getting punched out over a, over a damn hat. But when, and the thing was, it made me so mad. It fired me up when they left the police, police officer walked out, you know, and then the girls were walking out and they both turned around and shot me a bird and laughed. Yeah. And I was like, God dang it. That's yeah. my kids. I'm I mean, like, I know we talked about it before. Out of y'all. <laughs> we had a, we had these two girls and a guy, right? And so they go into, um, American Eagle and stole like $500 worth of stuff and walked right out. They didn't do nothing, so walked right out. Well, then they go to Belt. Like two of them, one guy and one girl stole the $500 worth of stuff. Yeah. The other girl wasn't involved. Yeah. So they go out and they're going out of the mall through Belt's. Well, the other girl picks up like a $15, $20 necklace, a little junk necklace, puts it in her pocket. 
they get caught. She goes to jail for the fifteen or twenty dollar necklace. The ones that stole five hundred dollars worth of stuff. Ain't that always the way it works? Though? I'm like, are you it kidding works, me? It always dude? works like that. But I mean, the problem when we start holding people accountable, and, and me and Bennett had this discussion the other day. My little girl, um, there are consequences for what you do, you know, and people just don't believe in consequences anymore i don't care how how righteous you are and whatever you feel if you're in a tent zipped up and the police are telling you to leave private property you are not supposed to be here this is private property and you make threats or, or, or refuse to come out of the tent or a, 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 a gun goes off and somebody gets shot there's your i mean you're going to get some serious yeah consequences you done it. What did you do it for? What What was the whole purpose? It was a. Did you want to end up dead? And I even go back to like these these environmental anarchists. Uh, and this is a real true story. And I had to work in Puerto Rico um, once for a job that I had. I was there for two weeks. Well, one day uh, there's a whole uh, clutch of sea turtle. They're uh, leatherback mm-hmm. sea turtles. It was hatching, crawling out of the sand. And there's an environmentalist. Well, there was a scientist uh, group there that was digging them out, putting like helping them get on their way. But they were mar- they were marking them because I think leatherback turtles maybe I don't know if they're they're like on an endangered list or okay. maybe they just yeah. like to follow them or whatever to their patterns. Um, but they were marking these these baby turtles and they were putting them you know putting in them the water up, yeah well pointing them in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And these em- environmentalists were there. And they were going crazy, like cussing and raising hell. I, of course, I don't speak Spanish, but uh, they are just going off on these people, like yelling, like I'm talking, like getting like violent, you know, violently angry at these people. And I, and I just didn't understand. And so I asked somebody, I was like, "Why are they so upset?" You know, and they said because they think the scientists are doing this to make money off these turtles, that they're trying to make money off of them. I'm like, well, common sense to me. I'm watching them. Make sure that they get to where they're trying to go. They don't crawl backwards up the beach. And, yeah, and, and get ate up by seagull. Yeah, or iguanas eat them yeah. or stuff like that. You know, I don't know if iguanas eat turtles, but um, but I, I seen that firsthand. Like, the only reason yeah. I know that about the seagulls is because I watched Turtle Tales one and Yeah, or, <laughs> or what was the other funny Nemo? Yeah, but I but I seen firsthand how how irate and it was a lady. She's just going crazy, dude. I'm yeah. like I'm like man, we're right here by the bar. Go have a drink. Yeah. Calm, calm yourself calm down but uh but again going back to this i mean you you can't go on property that doesn't belong to you yeah that's that's a first that's just a given you don't you this property's owned it's not public land you have no business being there and for god's sake let's let's arm and equip and train and have our police force as strong as they can be mm-hmm. because times are only getting tougher oh yeah we don't need a bunch of soft people nope. trying to police uh, this these shenanigans. And, and what happens is you wind up seeing you wind up seeing hiring standards fall, right? That you seeing that across the board yeah, right and now because they can't get nobody, right? And somebody's got to work. Yeah, somebody's got to cover the road. Somebody's got to answer the calls, things yep. like that. Yep. And when you start seeing hiring standards drop, you start getting people in the job that don't need to be there. Right. And then you wind up you with definitely, a real a lot, big mess. Yeah, lots of stuff going on. And part of the other issue to me is, and this is something I experienced twice in the last couple of weeks, people watch TikTok and they see how people act towards police on TikTok and they get away with it and they think they can do this or whatever. I'm sure that when that trooper walks up to that tent, 
he doesn't just you know start firing a gun. He doesn't just start snatching. He's probably he probably gives verbal commands of, "Hey, sir, I need you to step out of the tent. Some private property. You need to leave." Probably several times that he has told this person, "Hey, it's time to go," and, and they just keep on and on. Um, we got called to a domestic the other night. Um, what it was it was an open line. Somebody called nine one one. The phone was open. 911 operator heard some sort of screaming and yelling commotion in the background. So we get sent out to a possible domestic. Mm-hmm. I get there. There's two guys outside. Um, one of them sitting on, on like the steps of the porch and one of them just kind of standing up smoking a cigarette. How you guys doing? Deputy Manny walking in the sheriff's office. We get called blah, 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 blah. Well, one of the guys, yeah, man, I'm sorry. We just arguing about this and that. I mean, nothing happened. I'm just really sorry. The other guy starts running his mouth. And I was like, well, this is why I'm here. And I explained it again, that I've got a call for service, possible domestic, which means I have a right to be there right. to make sure that everybody's okay and everything else. So I asked the guy that's smoking. I said, hey, buddy, you got your ID on you? Oh, yeah, man, let me get it for you. I asked the other guy, hey, buddy, can I get your ID? And he goes, well, what's your probable cause? I said, excuse me? I know my rights. He said, what's your probable cause to ask for my license? I said, well, listen, buddy. I said, you need to work on your uh Law, your law knowledge. Your law degree. I said because if I have probable cause, that means you're going to jail. That TikTok law degree ain't going to work out for you. Well, I'm getting there, and I said, <laughs> uh, I said, if I have probable cause, you're going to jail. I said, what I actually have is called ARS, which stands for articulable reasonable suspicion that I believe a crime is being or has been committed, and I'm investigating that crime. You, sir, being on this property, could possibly be part of that time. So you crime, so you by state law have to identify yourself, or you go to jail. Yeah. Period. Well, I just kept on and on. I find out that he's on probation, which most of the time when people uh, go on probation, they sign what's called a Fourth Amendment waiver, which means you got to cooperate with the police or you go to jail. Yeah. Right? You you don't have the right to act like a fool. On top of that, he's drunk, which is a violation of his probation. Public intoxication. Right. Guess what? He also had a warrant. Oh. That's why he didn't want to show you his ID. Yeah, so I put him in cuffs, and you know, and they wound up the warrant. The warrant was valid, but they could not find it, which means I'm not going to take him to jail unless I know for sure that warrant. So I cut him loose, and he he's like, "Man, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I was, I'm sorry, I was asked." Blah blah blah. <laughs> he said, "But but but I saw on TikTok, and I said, that's your first mistake, buddy. Yeah, you know, when you, when you base your law degree and your law knowledge off of what you see off TikTok." And TikTok might, you know, try to censor me or send me whatever. My name is James Manning, right? <laughs> but uh, but if you base your law knowledge off what you see off TikTok, you are in trouble. Yeah, right. Um, because people think that if if they if they think they're right, then they can do what they want. Yeah. And it's just like I used to tell somebody. All, uh, pe- all people with mental illness think they're right. Yeah. Well, it's like I used to tell somebody. Um, my my. Uh, a significant other in my life a long time ago that uh, just because you think you're right don't mean you're right. That's right. And and it goes back to what Bear says, facts don't care about your feelings. Um, <laughs> if you feel like you're right or whatever. Um, the truth of the matter is, if me as a law enforcement officer, I have a reason to be there, right? Uh, a reason to believe that a crime is being or has been committed. I have a reason to investigate that. And that means I can identify you, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And if you don't, then you go to jail, period. Plain and hey, simple. I think the ones that I hate the the um the ones that make me the craziest uh, are the ones that roll their window down like a quarter of an oh, inch, yeah. yeah, and and say uh, 
you know, hand their ID out the little yeah. thing. And, and do that. And it's just. And then when they answer that, the officer asks them a question and they'll say it under their breath. And yeah. then like, officer asking me, I just answered your question. Yeah. I just answered it. Yeah. I don't answer questions, whatever. And, and then when it's like, well, I, I need you to step out of the car. And they're like, I don't have to step out of the car. Well, yeah. Yeah. The Supreme Court says you do that. I That as me as a, as a police officer, deputy sheriff, whatever. I have the right to tell you to step out of that vehicle during the course of a uh, of a traffic investigation, and if you don't, then and you have that window barely rolled down, then I'm probably gonna break your window and I'm probably gonna pull you out of <laughs> That's it. That's what I'm gonna say. Like, do you yeah. want to get drug out of a broken window? Yeah. Are these other people that you pull them over, you write them a citation for blowing a stop sign or whatever, and they're like, I don't want to sign it. Mm, yeah. Okay. You yeah. don't have to sign you don't it. Have to, but, but guess gotta, what? You're you gonna go, go to jail and you gotta make cash bond because that's literally what that says. Um, and so people that, uh, that get their knowledge from TikTok, and you know what, the more training facilities we have in this state to help law enforcement be better, the better it's going to be. Right. Um, and, and honestly, man, I would, I would love to see them have some community training classes to like, we talk about educate people to teach people kind of what is, what is the right, especially new drivers, like young drivers, man, that have grown up in this, uh, this mentality of uh, I'm special and I get a trophy and you can't do what. Yeah. They've grown up in this. Um, Those are the kind of people to me that are going to need some training or they're going to get in trouble. If you take a look, just one, I mean, look at just one day, one event, one protest over at cop city where they threw the Molotov cop, Molotov, Molotov. Molotov. Yeah. I can't say it. Come on, man. That flaming liquid, you know, the thing, um, the flame, yeah, that that bottle full of flaming liquid. That's it. So he, uh, it's on fire. They resulted in one hundred and fifty thousand dollars of damage that day. The flames that even spread into the forest uh, and threatened to burn neighborhood communities. Yeah. So Are the you, forest that they're trying to protect, they just set on fire by their stupidity. So if you, let's just go ahead to make sure that I'm hearing all this correctly. People are mad at the police. And this is in Atlanta, Cop City. They're mad. They're mad at the police in Atlanta. They want to defund the police, but the mayor, which is an African American, wants to build a facility to properly train our police so we are safer on the streets when we come into contact with criminals. That people like the George Floyd thing don't happen, or they, we want to get proper training, proper people, proper training, so they can handle the situation. Okay. For these people that are upset at how the police are treating treating people in public. Okay. But don't do it here. Yeah. If you do, if you if you try to build something here, we're going to burn it down. Mm-hmm. We're going to destroy it. We're going to shoot at people. We are going to set the woods on fire that we're talking about saving. Yeah. We're going to burn communities down surrounding this area uh, with a wild forest fire. But don't don't do that here. Yeah. Uh, and and the thing that takes the cake is, um, but but we're going to have peaceful protests on private property that don't belong to us. Yeah. And concerts, so we can bring our kids and dance. Uh, but don't bring the police in here. They got no business being here. We're just we're just we're just protesting peacefully. Yeah. Okay. And, and you know what? The Constitution guarantees you the right to have a peaceful protest. I get that. Yeah. Okay. So if you're going to have a protest on the steps of the courthouse. Go ahead. What do you have to have? A permit. Yeah. 
if you're going to have a concert at the Coosa Valley Fairgrounds, what do you have to have? An entertainment permit. Yeah, you you have. I mean, there's certain things that have to. And follow. insurance. Yeah, and there's there's multiple and security, things. security and all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of things right. you got to have. And so, well, I mean, I guess they have plenty of security because there's police there. But they, they have. 15, but they're taking them to jail. Fifteen hundred people. Yeah, and they said they're just arresting friendly, uh, like peaceful protesters with mud on their shoes. That's like their their battle cry. People, it's common oh. sense. It's co- it's all common sense. Every bit of, it, Every bit of this is common sense. If you now, go, if you go tearing shit up, you go setting stuff on fire that don't belong to you, you get arrested. Mm-hmm. These people are being charged with domestic terrorism. Okay, for a reason that carries a thirty, a minimum or up to thirty five years in prison. And they've arrested over thirty people, I think. So well, they arrested far. thirty at one time. Thirty at one time. They arrested another six in January. Um, so I mean, I, I probably would say it's close to fifty by now, at least. Yeah. Do you want to spend the rest of your good years in a federal prison because you want to do stupid stuff because you want to act like a clown out here now i am all about protecting your rights um from the government right right? me too same here i'm uh yes i'm a law enforcement officer but the moment as a law enforcement officer they tell me that i have to come into your house and take your guns or i have to do stuff that's unconstitutional that'll be the day i turn my stuff in like arrest donald trump yeah um yeah (laughs) I'd been like, they, they, <laughs> I got Karonka. I got to go home. It would have been hard to find somebody to put handcuffs on him in New York. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. In New York, probably been easy. Yeah, but, they had to find yeah. somebody. Imagine how that would have happened down here. Yeah, it wouldn't have. Everybody be like, sorry, yeah. I left my cuffs at home, man. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. I ain't got them today. Right. They don't fit. Yep. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm all about, man, you protecting your rights from the government. I'm all about, you know, you defending your rights to have freedom of speech from the government, to carry a gun to do all these types of things. Um, but I'm not all about anarchy and I'm not all about you stomping on my rights. Right. It's just like what we talked about, you know, this whole transgender movement or whatever. I, I don't care what you want to do. If you want to identify as a man or a girl or, or a Furby, a chicken, I, I don't care, but do not infringe on my rights to believe what I want to believe yeah. and, and do not try to get me to change my belief of reality to, fit your narrative. That's yep. not going to happen. Right. And, and, you know, me and the kids were talking about this yesterday, man, because um, Bennett said something about it. She said, Daddy, she said, I heard there are schools that actually have litter boxes in the bathroom for kids that say they're cats. Is that true? I said, I heard it. I mean, I don't know of a, a certain school, but, I mean, mm-hmm. I've heard it. Yeah. You know, that, that people say, well, I got to have a litter box in the bathroom at school because I identify as a cat. <laughs> It's it's I mean it's all great and these people are these people are are ideo- their their ideological uh, thought process on this whole tire um, it's scary because there's a there's there's a lot of them yeah you know what I mean it's like not just and they're giving them trash is the problem they're giving them yeah yeah, yeah. And, letting, and you know we talk about the like the last couple of school shootings um, I believe the the person identified as transgender yeah. Um, you know that that went up in Tennessee that got hammered pretty quick. Yeah, that was yeah. shut down quick. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean that's the way it should have been. Yeah. You know, um, but everybody, you know, you still got the federal government or you still got the president whining and crying about about assault weapons and all this other kind of bull crap. Um, you know I, what's funny is one of the guns that 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 person used during that shooting was not an AR fifteen, just a nine millimeter nine millimeter rifle yeah. made by um oh crap, made by Keltec. Um, buddy of mine's got one just like it. 
uh, and it takes a, a 30 round, uh, I mean, a, you normally takes like a 17 round pistol magazine, but you can put 31 round magazines in them, but it's just a, it's a pistol caliber. Yeah. You know, and then you got the president out there saying, well, a, a five, five, six or AR 15 round will blow your lungs out. No, you're an idiot. Yeah. It's it, all that stuff, man. It's like we, there's no concept of reality in people anymore. I think we, the more that, the more that uh, this administration keeps giving these people a platform, the more that, um, police officers are not allowed to do their job from fear of losing their job or fear of going to jail. Um, I don't know what's left, you know, yeah. I don't know what's left to do. Cause I, what you have is you have more and more good cops walking away. Yeah. Right. Because then they, they're just filling positions with, they're just with, filling positions with, with whoever. Yeah. yeah. And, and the problem is, man, you know, as well as I do, um, how many kids these days have really been involved in a fist fight? I really Not been involved. Yeah. I really been involved in anything scary. Yeah. You know, um, very few. And so when you start dragging these old hats out, guys, that has got some experience or whatever, you know, I don't, I don't believe in some of the old days of, you know, just beating down people. Or yeah, whatever. I, I get that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but you know, you got guys with experience and there was, I think it was Cincinnati, maybe or Cleveland somewhere in Ohio. Dude, they were offering officers with like 10 or 15 years experience. They were offering them big checks just to get out because they said, well, we want a different kind of an officer. We want the, we don't want this warrior mentality officer anymore. We want a, a friendly community oriented officer. Yeah. Well, that's all fine and dandy. You know, I got robots in New York. <laughs> Dude, that's scary right yes, there, brother. Man, it's scary. But I mean, it's all fine and dandy until, right? There's an active shooter situation or until, your husband's beating the brakes off of you. You need somebody yeah. to come help you. Yeah. Um, or the, it's all fine and dandy until, you know, your kid, your kid's school's getting shot up. Uh, well, who do you want then? Yeah. Oh, it's like, you go to, we talk about the robots in New York and Russell Brand. If you don't watch Russell Brand stuff now, I know like before he's just like a, a drug induced, yeah. like funny comedian. Some people didn't think it was funny at all. Uh, Russell has like seen a lot. Oh yeah, and he has changed. If you if you follow Russell Brand on Bumble and take a look at some of his stuff, but he was talking about how the robots in New York. He was like, he goes, "You want an officer where you can have a conversation with? Oh, you understand? You relate that I have a bad day and my aunt Tilly's got a birthday party I got to be at, and I'm running behind." He said, "Or you have a, a or a robot that don't care anything about that." And it's like, um, what is like? Uh, we'll shoot if not comply. Yeah. You know, there's no rationalizing or reasoning with a robot. Not at all. No, if it if it feels like if they program it to, you know, sense hostility and and fire upon that, you can't you can't talk it out of it. No. You can't talk your way out of that. So, what could go wrong? Yeah, that's exactly right. What they, could I think go they wrong? They made a movie, and a <laughs> couple think? a couple of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a domestic or I've gone to this or that. And when they get there, the person is just violent. They're ready to fight. And if you stand there and talk to them for a few minutes, right, and you try to reason with them and, and you try to just inject into their life, most of the time you can get that situation calmed down. Yeah. A robot's not going to do that. No. You know? You're going to get killed. They're going to walk up and say, sir, turn around, put your hands behind your back. No, F you. Sir, turn around, put your hands behind your back. No, F you. Sir, turn around, put your hands around your back. No, F you. 
Yeah. Done. And then what happens when, what happens in a domestic? So if you go to a domestic mm-hmm. and it's a man beating his wife mm-hmm. and you break him up mm-hmm. and you start roughing him up because mm-hmm. he, he, not because you're roughing him up because you want to hurt him, but because you're trying to like put him in cuffs ne- or whatever. Neutralize yeah. the situation yeah. and he's fighting back. Mm-hmm. What do you got to worry about next? The wife. She's going to jump on your back. Yeah. Cause she don't want him to go to jail because he's the only provider she's got. And then you start. Let's just say let's put a robot in that situation. The robot goes in there and starts subduing the the, the husband. Mm-hmm. The wife seems hostile. Well, the robot robot fires on the wife. Then the husband, like you just shot my wife, mm-hmm. turns on the robot. Robot fires on that. You got a house full of kids come running in there screaming. Robot, mommy, and daddy's dead. The robots. I mean, you got a mass mass yeah. murder right there in somebody's house. I mean, that's that's down the road. Yeah, uh, I, I just I don't we, see you how just you playing. We just playing with stuff now. Yeah. And it's stuff that not to be played with. I agree. And when you take the human component out of being a police officer, and dude, you can see that even now when you have police officers that are just very, um, very rigid and very by the book, you know, there's a, there, I learned in police academy and it's something I always try to teach my rookies. There's a big difference between enforcing the letter of the law and enforcing the spirit of the law. Yeah. And, and we both know one guy, um, uh, he, man, he is he is very straightforward. It yes. is by the books. Um, Give his grandma a ticket. Yeah, well, I'll tell you a story <laughs> off when we get done. But um, but when you take the human element out of it, you can't be you can't be an effective police officer, right? You know, if you can't have some sort of empathy towards somebody, you know, you can't you can't do that. Um, when you pull over somebody and you're like, well, and and this is true story. Um, I pulled over this car that blew through a stop sign on a railroad track, never even slowed down. So I pull them over, I walk up, and I recognize that it was a uh, a judge that used to be in Floyd County. Um, he passed away, but he had um, had gone, been going through some stuff. Mm-hmm. His wife had passed away. He's had a hard time. Sure. And I walk up, and I said, I didn't realize who he was at first. Sir, you know, Officer Manning, obviously, police department, reason pulled you over, this, this, this. He's like, Yes, sir, I know. I just wasn't paying attention. It's got a lot going on. Well, I realized who he was, and I knew his story, and I was like, you know what, Your Honor? You have a good night. He's like, nope, write me a ticket. I said, not going to do it, man. Not going to do it at all. You know, um, can't. Yeah. Because I knew where you'd been going through, you know. Um, we went to a domestic the other night. Guy and his wife were fighting. He was mad. He found some Facebook po- Facebook messages or whatever. He's pissed off. He wants to kill himself. So I get there and I start talking to him. And, and you know, there's four deputies in there. And I can tell he's feeling a little threatened. And I'm like, hey, you mind if I just talk to you? He's like, no, yeah, no. I don't, I don't want all these people in here. Okay, fair enough. EMS is there. They're talking to him. So we just get talking and he starts talking about church and stuff. And I said, hmm. He starts talking about, you know, being a Christian and stuff. And I said, well, ma'am, uh, I get him to agree to go to the hospital finally. And I said, look, before you go, man, can I pray for you? And he's like, dude, yes, yes, please. Yeah. You know, but it's that human factor that you have to have. I'm not saying you got to be, you know, um, Susie spiritual go fest. But what I am saying is you have to have some sort of human empathy toward people and what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Man, if I walk up to the car and I'm like, hey, buddy, the reason I pulled you over because you're speed, I'm so sorry, man. My, my kids are back there in the back. They're fussing. They're fighting. And you, and you hear the kids, rah, 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 whatever, you know, 
you got to have you got to have some sort of compassion mm-hmm. for that. Now, there's other times when I walk up and you know, well, the reason I pulled you over, why would you pull me over? Oh, you see those videos too, like police okay, officers yeah. pulling over like other police officers oh, from yeah, other they, counties, no, and they just like I'm just like, man, how does that guy even keep a job after that? I had that happen one night, man. Me and I had a rookie, and we pulled over a um a um a ranking officer. Okay, yeah, and he basically don't you know who I am? And came out of that car acting, I'm dude. I didn't. I was on the other side of the car. The yeah. officer I was with didn't recognize who he was because hell, we weren't night shift. We don't yeah. see those guys, right? So he get, don't you know who I am? Flies the door open when he does. I come running around the car. I'm fixing to dump somebody on his head, and I stop. <laughs> I was like. Hey man, what's up? You know, there's a smarter way to handle this. Yes, exactly right. But yeah. you know better than this too. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Um, like, yeah, you know better. Yeah, but I mean, I guess too uh, too too long. Officers have expected professional courtesy, mm-hmm. right? Um, if I get pulled over, first thing I'm doing, I put my hands on the steering wheel and I'm telling them, "Sir, I got a gun on my hip." Yep. You know, um, most of the time they start talking to me or whatever, and I'm like, "Well, why?" You know. Blah blah blah. I'm, like, I'm I'm deputy sheriff or police officer, whatever, however you want to say it. And, and then you know if they if they want to or try to help me out, I'm okay with that. But you know what? It's no different than what I do for somebody else. Right. There's certain things that I do not let go. Right. If your kid is unbuckled, I don't care if you are the president or whoever. You're getting a ticket. Um. If you're DUI, you're going to jail. Yeah. period no questions asked i don't cut brakes on dui and i don't cut brakes on kids um if you blow through a stop sign and i walk up to you and you're being man i'm sorry you're respectful you're polite i'll probably let you go with the warning if i walk up to your car and when you hand me your driver's license you hand me your concealed carry permit at the same time i can pretty much guarantee you, unless you're doing something stupid you're not getting a ticket yeah. but it's all in how people respond when you walk up and that person just being an asshat you're probably going to get a ticket. Yeah, for sure you, you get know? a ticket. Um, but, I mean, it's it's people just get so used to doing whatever they want to do. But, yeah, man, these, these officers that, that act the fool, um, man, I'm not I'm not cool with that, man. Yeah, I, I'm just not going to act that way because I'm not that way. You know, I don't expect people to act that way because I don't act that way. Right. Um, you know, I saw one the other day. A guy was running 100 miles an hour in an unmarked police unit from another county. Hammered, drunk, DUI, no got way. guns and radios all in the car. Holy cow! Right, and, and he like when he gets pulled over, he jumps jumps out of the car, and the officer's like, "Stop, stop! Put your hands around your back." The guy's like, "I'm a job, I'm a cop," and the guy's like, "I don't care, I'm a cop. I don't give up who you are. Try to put your hands money back. You know, you can't run a hundred yeah. miles an hour and then get pulled Anywhere. over. No, right? And so, um, you know, I kind of took a lick this week, um. I got one of those uh, school zone tickets in our emergency in my patrol car. Okay. Now. Now, you know, they've had a lot of problems with those. Well, guess what? Mine was at 1030 in the morning. So they shouldn't have been affected. It's not a school zone. Right. But the way my ticket read, and I never saw it because my supervisor told me about it. People are beating those like left and right. Well, and our guys went ahead and paid it, which I didn't agree with, but whatever. But. So mine said that it was, because I was, I was moving on. Yeah. I get it. I was running 73, right? I had worked all night long. I had I was supposed to got off at 6. I stayed over for court at 9. Ugh. I go into grand jury. They lose my paperwork. They mess the paperwork up. 
So, uh, you remember, so you, there for you remember night. Bruce from the gym? Yes. Okay. So Bruce was there. Bruce had to go fix the paperwork. And so it was just a mess. So I come through there at 1030. I've been up all night. I got to work that same night after I try to get a couple hours sleep. So dude, I'm, I'm ready to be home. Sure. Right. So I come through there at 73 miles an hour. Right. And so they wrote my ticket for violation of a school zone 55 in a 55 mile an hour zone. Okay. Now I'm not sure how true this is, but I would like to find out. Apparently, when the company, um, and there's only one company that's written into law to be able to do this, which to me, that sounds like a monopoly, which our monopoly is not illegal in our country. Yes. All right. So this monopoly company sends the information to the police department, Floyd County Police Department, where it has to be verified that the tag actually belongs on that vehicle. Okay. Now, I don't know how this is happening because... For a police officer to run a tag through GCIC, and I may be wrong, all right? I'm going to go ahead and admit it. I might be wrong. I don't know. I would I would love to find out and love for somebody to tell me. But for a police officer to run a car tag through GCIC, um, it is supposed to be in regards to a criminal activity, okay? Now, it says on the ticket that that ticket is not a criminal act. It is a civil act. So it's not valid Should in a court of law. If Under those circumstances. To me... The officer is acting under the color of law for something that's not a criminal activity. So that should be a violation of GCIC standards, yep. which is punishable up to five years in prison. You know, you should talk to him about that. Who? Brandon. He would know. Which? Pleasure. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to talk because to Because that joker knows. Yeah. Like, Well, I'm going to talk to some other friends I know. Yeah. But, um a little higher up than that. I gotcha. But, um, but anyway, so I, I don't understand how they can do that because as a police officer for me to write you. So let's just say I get behind you and I'm going to try to pull you over and you take off running. Right. But I get your tag and I run your tag as ABC one, two, three. Right. And I say, well, the register owner is Rob West. Right. I know him. He's a piece of crap. So whatever, but, but I'm going to take out warrants. I'm going to take out warrants for him for fleeing and attempt and escape trying to elude police officer. Right. So then you come to court and you say, well, I wasn't driving. Who's driving? I think my son was driving that day. Well, how am I going to prove you're driving a car? You can't. No. How can they prove that the registered owner of that vehicle was driving that vehicle? The registered owner of Brittany's vehicle was me. Yeah. Brittany got two speeding tickets. Guess whose name they were under? Mine. How? Over there at the oh, school, the school zone. zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So mine came to walk in the sheriff's office. Now, in my case, I can't say, oh, I wasn't driving because that vehicle's assigned to me if they tried to push it, whatever. Sure. I get that. But still, the Constitution says you have the right to confront your accuser. Mm-hmm. Who's my accuser? A computer. Yeah. Because if I write you a ticket for speeding. You and, and I can meet in Then court. we go to court. And you have a right to 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 ask Excuse. me what are my credentials, what are my standards, you know, what are my certifications, all this kind of stuff. But that's not happening there. Yeah. And from what I understand, the way the money is split, part of that money goes to the company, and the vast majority of it goes to. That's wrong. They're getting a percentage of it. Yeah, but that's, the, but man, the but the agency's getting the majority of it. None of that money's going to the schools. Right. Right. To, that they're there to protect. Yeah, that's garbage. So I, I know a lot of school teachers at Rome. We're getting tickets. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. Like, it was costing them to go to work. Yeah. Well, and you know what, dude? If you want to enforce it as a school zone, right, I'm more okay with that than I am saying, well, that thing's going to run from 730 or whatever it is. It's supposed to be. 645 okay. to 3, 
thirty, I believe. Okay, so from from six forty five to three thirty. Well, hold on. No, no, no. So by, no, by law, it's supposed to be an hour before school yeah, that's and an hour after school. That's, that's what, what it's supposed that's to what be. That's what it is. what it's supposed to be. But those cameras run 24 hours. No, yes, they don't. They do. I'm sorry. They run seven to five, I think it is, every day, Monday to Friday. Yeah. And they don't on the weekends. That's so what I, I was told. I know people that's got tickets when it wasn't in the, wasn't, was the lights wasn't flashing. Mine was. The this light, was 1030 in the morning. Yeah. No. It's, Mine wasn't flashing. Yeah, no. So it's, it's 645. It starts at 645. Um, and then it goes and it cuts off and then it starts back at mm-hmm. like 245. Yeah. To when the lights are flashing. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to yeah. be. But they're running the camera running all day. All the time. Yeah. 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 And they're issuing tickets. Yeah. And so. And they're collecting. Yes. Big. Because big most time. people ain't, ain't fighting it. Right. So, I know that everybody that's fought it that I've heard has fought it has beat it. Yes, that's right? exactly right. And that's kind of what I didn't like because my agency didn't, didn't fight it; they just paid it, and it's seventy five dollars. And if they're just if they're just like throwing them out, like hand over fist, just throwing them out, then how can any of them be held uh, plausible? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, them? I don't understand how they're doing it because it just. And to me, it's stuff like that that makes people not trust police. It's a it's the system. Like well, it's, it's, it's a system. It's a corrupt system. Well, it is. Uh, and, and you know, at because, some point in that, in that factor to me, it's just kind of, of a corrupt and a lot system. of officers are, are upset about it because they don't, they just don't like, believe it. Just like the parking on broad street. I think that's corrupt too. Probably. downtown parking on broad street. It's always something. Well, James, that's going to do it for this episode. You. Um, people do what you're supposed to do. Just, just, all the commands. I mean, just be no problem. Nice to people. Yeah. You know, have some common sense. Listen, have some common sense. People understand that people make mistakes. Yeah. Right. I did something really stupid this week. Really stupid. And um I had to face consequences. Right. But uh the people I work for went, hey, you didn't do it on purpose. It's an honest mistake. Right. Yeah. And, and honestly, I I didn't have as much backlash as I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I owned up to it and I said, Hey, <laughs> my bad, I screwed up. Yeah. Right. Um, but when you own up to your mistakes, people are more likely to give you a little bit of grace. Right. Um, that's what I try to tell my kids all the time. All right. Don't, don't freaking lie to me. Yeah. You know, it's our kids before we even ask you, we already know the you answer. You already know the answer. So you might as well tell the you truth. Might as well tell me the truth. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's going to be way worse if you don't. Sarah was talking about that last night. She asked her son three times a question. And he, I mean, knowing the answer, he lied all three times. She's like, the reason you're in trouble is not because you did it. It's because you lied about it. Not only lied about it, you lied about it three times. Yeah. Already know the answer before I ask you. Yeah. So make anyway. it easy on yourself. That's right. Make it easy on yourself and make the right call. Yeah. So anyway, whatever. All right, man. Take care. And let's, uh, we'll try to get together. Uh, we got some things we might be working on in the future. So sounds good to me, man. Let's, let's, let's do, do it. it. Yep. All right. Later. See ya.